on, everybody? What's up, Tav? Um, we got a quarterback and tight end special today for you guys. It's me, Alex, with Cody here. Cody, you want to say hey to the crowd real quick? Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> I love the short intros. It makes it yes. way more entertaining. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so basically what we're going to be covering is uh, uh, quarterbacks and tight ends from a fantasy aspect. I know we've went over the wide receivers and running backs already, um, but now I know the hype is always about Lamar and Patty. Who do you have one and two, Cody? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty – yeah, that's cut and dry for me. I think we discussed this even on our uh, page the other day that uh, – Kind of Lamar and Patty get kind of in that tier of their own, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so is this like a 1A, 1B thing, or is this just both of them could explode <laughs> in uh, any given second? I mean, I could see a scenario. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, think I have Lamar as my number one, but um, I could see a scenario where Patty is number one, you know what I'm saying? So it's not – I wouldn't say it's impossible for Patty to be number one. So I wouldn't – I don't know. It's either – they're just in their own tier, in my opinion. Yeah, and for me, it's kind of the same way. Like, Lamar, I believe he has a little bit higher ceiling, just his ability to run the ball. I mean, he could pound 130 yards in the run game and then still have a 300-yard passing game, where Patty's really not going to do that, but he could go off for a 600-yard passing game if he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, you just well, never you know. what touchdowns, team. man. Yeah. Um, so I know ADP right now. I think it's I think it's weighted Patty over Lamar for the current. Yeah, it's, it's looking like Patty's going a little, a little bit sooner. And uh, right, yeah, it seems like uh, I mean a lot of people I know are taking Lamar number one, but uh, I guess it, a lot of people out there are liking Patty. Um, so, looking like Patty's like 18, going about 18, 19th overall, and Lamar's about 23rd. So, dang, that's crazy. So for 12-man leagues, that's going to be second round. So if you don't grab him second round, he is 100% yeah. coming off the board early third. Probably both of them. You know what I'm seeing a lot of people doing, man, with that number one pick is you're getting McCaffrey, obviously, for your number one. And then you're coming around at that turn for the 12-13 pick right there. and Or the, what am I saying? The, what, not 12-13 pick without way back farther yeah. after everybody else goes <clears throat> after that 12 pick and uh you're grabbing a uh like lamar jackson and then a travis kelsey or a george kittle and you have a number one quarterback a number one running back and a number one tight end possibly do a combo right yeah it's that number one spot is just insane this year the ability to have the number one running back the number one quarterback and then the flexibility to either go number one tight end possibly or get a high caliber running back again. Like I've seen, I think I've tinkered with the one spot. I think I've had uh, Chris Carson available there. Uh, nine times out of ten, you're going to see either Kelsey or Kittle. So you could have a lineup of Lamar, McCaffrey, and Kittle or Kelsey right there. And yeah, just imagine the just imagine the craziness of getting Patty McCaffrey and Kelsey so you already have that Patty and Kelsey connection oh man and then you got that and then you could possibly yeah and then you can come around and grab like like you said maybe like a Chris Carson and uh mm -hmm. maybe a DK Metcalf even like that'd be that'd be nuts dude right and now with Damian Williams gone 
you could easily see somebody if they really wanted to do the whole one team thing, which which, as we saw last year, didn't really pan out for most people. But you could ob- honestly go Edwards Alaire here with Patty and Kelsey, too. I mean, that's, that's I mean, a little bit. Kind of, of, he's like kind of sneaking up into the first, man, with some people. You say into the first round? Yeah, I've been seeing him sneak up there, man. Ooh, that's gross. Now that uh, Damian Williams opted out. I don't know if I'm reaching that far, but exactly. I'm not if I see him in it. probably the third or fourth, he's gone. Oh, oh he will. He will never make it there. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's still a reach for him. But anyways, back to quarterbacks. So after Lamar and Patty, um, for me or for right now, I think the ADP sitting Dak, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson to round out the top five. For me, I kind of have that same setup, but in a different order. So I don't know why Russell Wilson isn't getting the love he should be, especially with DK now. I have him as a clear number three. Yeah, it's kind of been flip-flopped. I've been seeing Dak is number three a lot of the places that are consensus kind of, and then you see a Russell Wilson. But I keep seeing people kind of flip-flop between Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, Um, which depends what kind of like say you're looking at, I guess. Yeah, and – for me, I don't know. I think I think I have Kyler squeezing into the top five. So right now my top five is Lamar, Patty, obviously. And then I got Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and then Dak. I'm, I'm still not hopping on the Deshaun Watson train yet. Because no DeAndre yeah. Hopkins is going to really hurt. I mean, I think he's going to be able to spread the ball around really well, man. Um, you know... I still have, yeah, I still got Dak as three, Russell's four, and I got Deshaun as five. five. Okay, so you probably have, what, Kyler at six then? Yep, Kyler at six. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so we have the same top six, just differently placed, but I don't know. I'm just not, I can't say I'm not high on Dak because I still have him in my top five. I'm just, I'm not pushing to the three spot. I think Russell Wilson is... I think Talking in that Mike fantasy. McCarthy offense with the weapons he has, I think it's a very good possibility he could throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns this season He's with some rushing. Yeah. I mean, there's that possibility, but is it going to happen? Like, as I mean, <laughs> man, look what he he, did, he almost did it last year. What is scary though is I've been watching a bunch of videos in uh, Cowboys training camp now about C.D. Lamb and his route running. That dude. And Michael Gallup's no joke either, dude. He's no slouch. Yeah, if they can get all those pieces together, yes, I'm not going to doubt a 5,000-yard season. But you're still going to have to rely on Dak, so I'm I'm still not 100% sold. But yeah, so outside of the top six, um, who do you, who do you have to round out your ten? Who's the the last four quarterbacks for you? So my last four is going to be Josh Allen. Matt Same. Ryan. Uh, now this one's going to be a surprise here. Cam Newton and Drew, Drew Brees. Okay. So we both have the same Drew Brees at 10. <laughs> All right. So I like the Josh Allen at six and Drew Brees. Um, so I see you're not hopping on the Tom Brady train, which I am. I'm going ninth with him. I think his ADP is at 10, so I'm actually reaching a little bit. Um. Man, 
So where do you have Wentz at? Because I have him sitting at eight right now. Carson Wentz I have sitting at 12. Okay. So so what we did is just swapped Wentz and Matt Ryan, basically. Um, I think the injury concerns is kind of got him down on my rankings a little bit more than some other guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Uh, and I don't know. I still – I'm still liking Carson Wentz. Uh, I, we've talked about it in the past. He just has that ability to either explode or just give you nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think those explosions are just going to win it, though. Like If you can get just, a consistent fantasy team with Carson Wentz that's going to put you up 35, you might you might only get five the next game. <laughs> I'm just also not super sold on the weapons he has around him. Like I, I do really do. I really like Jalen Rager, but he is still a rookie. Mm-hmm. And they got to – I mean, it's hard, man. And You're not going to go give Deshaun Jackson more than 75, 80 targets this season. It's not going to happen. And, uh, I mean, you still got hurt, but – got hurt. But, I mean, those yeah, – how long can you rely on those two tight ends, man? Yeah, I mean, shoot, the way Ertz runs routes, he's basically a receiver anyways. You put a linebacker on Ertz, it's, it's a wrap. You put a yeah. safety on him, it's going to be a tough time. So if the receivers do come out and if Rager pans out to be what he expects to be, I think Wentz can have a good year. It's a lot of ifs. But I'm seeing it happen. So, so Matt Ryan, that's pretty obvious why you threw him in there. I think everybody's going to show love to Calvin Ridley and Julio. But yeah. what about their tight end spot not having Austin Hooper? Do you think that's going to impact it at all? Um, I do think – I don't think they're going to target Hayden Hurst the same way they targeted Austin Hooper. I mean, he had, he had been in the system for years and – it took him a while to get that role. It wasn't. It wasn't like he just hopped into that role overnight. Right. Um, Hayden Hurst. I do think he's going to get a huge, huge, massive in, uh, like increase in his target share mm-hmm. from compared to whatever he's ever had. Um, but I, 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 it's definitely going to be a little bit of a drop off, man. And I think it's going to impact Calvin Ridley in a positive regression. Right. So. But I also believe I'm also higher on Todd Gurley than a lot of other people are. Oh, same here. Yeah, I'm I'm still sold on Todd Gurley. I think his ADP is really bad for what he can actually do. I know yeah. injury is a concern. Last year he did not do he, he did not perform at all to expectations. I mean, but so something like I, I didn't even really realize is I mean he had he had the. Uh, the knee issues, he had that in college, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something new with the arthritis. It's something it's he's a lingering had. issue. Yeah. It flares up from time to time, but yeah, I mean, it's something you can't really control. But it's more than it's more people have it than just him that are not just not being open about it. And I'm I'm comfortable because there's nobody behind him, dude. I mean, he's gonna get so much work. He's he's slotted in for he's locked in for at least 250 carries. Plus passing mm-hmm. work, he could he could get seventy seventy five targets like. And yeah, and that's something Devontae Freeman kind of got a bad rap for is splitting the workload with Tevin Coleman uh, when he was there. And Devontae Freeman, I mean, he did not perform anything like he did. What was it three four years ago when he broke out? 
But if you put somebody steady in that offense who can just ground and pound the ball 30 rushes a game, if Gurley can hold up there, I mean, he'll have big numbers. Because that's the way they used Freeman and Coleman when they were there. Yeah, man. But all yeah, right. I actually, I just looked at it. I, I have him projected out for 70 targets. So it's, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's right off the top of my head. So, all right. So you have Cam in your top 10, which kind of leads us into a perfect little segment here. So next little thing we're going to go over is who is going to exceed ADP. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. Cam, jeez, man. This can go either way, too. Discount double check here, buddy. (laughs) Cam can go back and forth. He could easily be outside of the top 20. He's so affordable. It's like, it's just, yeah. Why not? Yeah. But at the same time, you could easily get a top 10 quarterback again. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to push to say top five. I don't think, I don't think he's physically there yet. And I don't think that his running game is the same as it was four years ago. All I know is all, by all reports, he is 100% healthy, and he's got a massive chip yeah, on his shoulder. We've and he's seen got that Bill Belichick on his side now. Besides the Bill Belichick thing, we have, as a Panthers fan, I have seen this <laughs> damn near every year. Oh, Cam's fully healthy, ready to go. But there's always one little issue. One little tweak and something else happens. <laughs> One little thing that gets aggravated. I'm telling you, it's, it's How it's many just times a has he been a top five fantasy quarterback? It's just the, the, where he's going at right now, man. He's down there by Joe Burrow and stuff. He like, is. I think yeah, his ADP is somewhere like 14. I believe he's like 14 to 16. I think Burrow's about the same range. I would much rather stash Cam than I would Burrow. A hundred percent. I like the weapons that Cam has. And this is why I would definitely reach to say he could easily be in the top 10. You look at his weapons. Edelman is a great target for Cam. If Edelman is the one receiver that I think is I think being he's gonna, overlooked severely this year. I think Cam being there is going to help and kill Harry as well, man. Nikhil Harry, yep. And another target he had, I mean, you look at all the, Nikhil Harry, uh, Demir Bird, who he had in Carolina. I mean, he's going to be used as more of a return guy anyway, but he's somebody who could fit in the slot, and you never know. Maybe Belichick knows how to use him better. He's got Sanu over there as well, that big body like he had with Funches. Um, and then I mean, two, go I, got him, I got him rushing for five touchdowns, which is why I have a lot of big upside for him in uh, – I can get him. I can see him easily getting up to 350, 400 yards rushing inside that offense as well, man. With the running back situation the way it is too. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of are receiving backs as well. That's somebody who can definitely benefit in Cam's system. And then he has. Only thing that's scary though is Cam's always had a great tight end there with him. And you could tell it hurt him whenever Ian Thomas was the replacement for Olsen. And he has two rookie tight ends. <laughs> this is gonna be starting for him. But yeah, um, Devin Asais, he used to play at Michigan. I'm not really. Uh, I don't know, man. He didn't really do much before he transferred. That guy, I hate to bash the guy, but that wasn't a huge. He he got outplayed 
and got put down the depth chart at Michigan pretty quickly. Yeah, but I could see the other Dalton Keene being, he's a very versatile tight end as well. Great in the blocking game. And it's, how do you say the dude's name? <laughs> I'm not going to butcher this. But he, uh, from what I read, he's just like a one-dimensional. I mean, you, you must have saw him at Michigan. You would know more. But yeah. the reports show that he's strictly a receiving tight end. Like, they're not going to be slotting him in at the block or run game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, somebody else that I see in that's going to exceed the ADP this year, I'm seeing, I know a lot of people aren't really big on Daniel Jones. But if his only thing he has to improve yeah. on is his efficiency, your completion, his completion percentage, I think, is 62% last year. And I mean, part of that has to Another do with the thing, core that he had. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton, did they even play one full game all together no. healthy? The last no, season, I don't I think they had like, all three <laughs> together. I really don't. That's, so, I mean, if he gets all three of them healthy together, plus Evan Ingram can even pull out 12, 14 games out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the offense, the weapons he's got, he can do something with this. And he showed, for a rookie quarterback, man, this kid showed Flash some really good signs. Yeah, and he averaged, I think the fantasy number he had was 17.8 points per game, which is still top 15, even without his main guys. The run game wasn't going as well as what everybody had projected it to be. And he has a lot of areas to improve on. So if he actually makes improvements, gets off his receiver respect, he could squeak into the top 10. Absolutely. I wouldn't go top five. I'm going <laughs> maybe I mean, eight through 10 spots. I could easily see him at. He only had 12 starts last season and played in 13 because he took over for Eli and one of them. And then... He had two rushing touchdowns and almost 300 yards rushing. And mm-hmm. he didn't play the whole, he had four other games he could have played. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of having a great running back, I'm liking Teddy B this year. It always takes a lot of pressure whenever McCaffrey is behind there. It, it takes away a lot of pressure for Daniel Jones when he has Saquon. And Teddy B has the best running back in the game. And what a lot of people aren't really understanding when I'm saying Teddy B is Carolina is going to be down a lot this year. Let's be realistic here. Uh, Teddy B has had a good running back before, though. I mean, he had Kamara. I mean, look how he did with New Orleans, though. His fantasy numbers wasn't crazy. The only problem with this is... He's never thrown for more than 450 attempts in a season. And that's where I get scared. Right. I mean, because I was, I, it's he did show happen, some though. signs last year in New Orleans <laughs> where I was like, man, if he does go somewhere, like, he might actually be able to pull something off. And I was liking him coming into the offseason. I ran my projections on him and I was like, ooh. Hey, I'm just saying he has a lot of weapons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't just doubt that at all. That all stacked. And then I, Robbie, the good thing about Robbie Anderson coming over on this offseason, with everyone else having this shortened offseason and not being able to have less time to learn their systems and open the playbooks and everything, Robbie Anderson comes and slides right into Matt Rule's offense that he already knew at Temple. So he's, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. A lot of people don't 
may not know about Teddy Bridgewater, his ability to throw downfield has been non-existent in the NFL, which is very scary because that's what makes Robbie Anderson tick, his deep threat ability. And DJ Moore is going to be the same way. And Curtis Samuel, they all have jets. So if his inability to get the ball downfield, that's the only thing I'm scared of. At Louisville, we saw a, a great deal of him throwing downfield. In New Orleans and Minnesota, we haven't seen that at all. And that's the, that's the only thing that has me on nerves. But everything else, I mean, he has plenty of targets, man. He's got Ian Thomas, DJ Moore. <laughs> and DJ Moore, I'm expecting to be in a Michael Thomas type of role. I don't know. I'm liking Teddy B way above what his ADP is right now. But I think he's sitting, what, somewhere in the 20s, 24th probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's sitting way low down there, man. Um, who, who else do you have for quarterbacks before we move on to? Uh, I mean, I right think. in that same Cam Newton kind of range down there, dude. Joe Burrow, I think he's a guy if you target. Like, I mean, I I even kind of sometimes like taking him because he's going undrafted in a lot of leagues. I've been seeing, man. And if you have that last pick. Why not and, stash? Yeah, I'm thinking why not stash because you know what you have week one. He comes out and throws three touchdowns. You're like, sweet. Now, you know what I'm yep. saying? I got a QB1 on my bench that I can put in, plug in, play. Or trade. Yeah, or even you got trade. You know what I'm saying? You got that's excellent. Oh, yeah. If Burrow goes off for a four-touchdown game and no interceptions, people are going to lose their mind. They'll be sending all kinds of crazy trades for this guy. So... I don't know. Do you uh do you have anybody that you see that may drop from their ADP spot? Now till then. No, because I'm thinking. I mean, we'll go with the obvious here. I'm gonna say Drew oh, Brees. Oh, I do the, have another huge riser though. I'll go for it. Go for it. Obviously, we got to mention the stash, man. Minshew. <laughs> you know that's going to be a huge riser now. Yeah. Because free yeah. beer? Who I doesn't want free beer? Who does he, who does he jump, though? I mean, if, if, if there's free beer involved, I'll draft him over Jared Goff. <laughs> Yeah, I can see him going over Jared. I'll draft, I'll draft him over Big Ben if there's beer involved, I guess. <laughs> now, Big Ben is somebody who could sneak up. Yeah, Big Ben could sneak up, too. I'm not going to lie. I, especially I don't know, though. Because I, don't see, I don't know. I don't see him passing up Burrow or Stafford or Jones. I don't know. I think it's going to be. I think we got it almost set. Yeah. And Stafford is another person who I could see possibly sneaking in, too, as well. I think uh, last year it was showing the points per game total. He was sitting at 21, which is, what, top top eight for QBs. So what's not to like there? Drew Brees, yeah. though. I got to say, if anybody's going to drop, it's going to be your boy. It's going to be Brees. Boy, it's going to drop. If anybody does, I can see it being him. And that's only the, the obvious, and that's his health. This guy, how old is Drew Brees? He's getting up there, man. I think he's uh, 42 now. 
42? Or 41. Yeah. I think he's 41. And I don't know. I think I think if any issue at all comes up with Breeze, now that you have a decent backup to come in, I think they're going to use him, kind of like last year, how Teddy B kind of filled that role. I think he's going to be able to step in and produce some numbers while Breeze is gone. I don't think they're going to sit here and make Drew Brees a top 10 quarterback in fantasy just because I don't think he's going to play the full 16 games. I think the possibility is very slim of him coming out and playing a full 16. Uh, I mean, we can see, man. He's got a very good old line there, that's for sure. I mean, it's it's and, possible, uh, but I mean, I think 42 thing, years old, you can drop back really wrong. I think is Alvin Kamara staying healthy for him. Right. I don't know. 42 years old, you can drop back wrong and yeah, break I mean, I, can, I mean, I think a lot of people can drop back <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I, I, I think Josh Allen can slide down a little bit, to be honest with you, man. Even though I'm higher on him, I th- I, 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 every, a lot of people I talk to are lower on him than I am. Even with Diggs? Yeah, even with Diggs there. I mean, I'm higher on him than uh, – it's just a lot of people from the, what I've gathered from talking to people and stuff, a lot of people are lower on than what I expected. I, th- I expected uh, him to be kind of like a a big riser. Yeah, he it did blows rise my mind. A little bit, but. Yeah, it blows my mind how low he is. I'm like – you realize you're putting him lower than what he finished last year, and he's adding a top tier receiver. Yeah, I mean, his I, ceiling I was going. I mean, his ceiling's been was really nice last year. I thought. Right. I mean, he did have some. He did have some games, you know, what I'm saying in the cold there that were like, ooh, but. Yeah, I mean, any any young quarterback's gonna have games like that though. I mean, it's the same with Daniel Jones. Like he would have a great game, and then you would not just non-existent the next game. They'd have to be forcing it to Saquon, so. Um, all right. So, do you have anybody else who you can see dropping? Um, I think I think I'm pretty solid, brother. Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and hop on the tight ends then. Cool. Um, so right now, I, th- I feel like tight ends is the, about the same with, as it is with quarterbacks. You have Lamar and Patty, and then you have Kelsey and Kittle. Yeah, Kelsey and Kittle on that tier. Yeah. And it's crazy because they almost, well, one of them plays for the same team. And then you have Andrews who could squeak up there who plays with Lamar. <laughs> yeah, right. It's wild. But, yeah, um, do you see, is this like a tier 1A, 1B thing, or is this just Kelsey or Kittle for the win? Uh, yeah, this is close for me. Um, But I'm going to go with Kelsey as my, like, 1A, Kittle, 1B. Okay. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people like Kittle and uh, Debo's out, and they think big, big numbers, but there's just not enough um, volume in the offense. You know what I'm saying? If you if Kelsey's gonna in his if Kelsey's offense has 200 more passing attempts, then obviously I want that offense. Right. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Uh, last year I was leaning more Kittle than Kelsey. Um. This year, I think I'm leaning more Kelsey than Kittle. Um, and it's just for the fact, like you said, Debo's gone. The offense isn't going to be as fluid. And Kittle is used a lot more in the run game than Kelsey is. Not saying Kelsey isn't using the run game, but Kittle is 
a top tier blocking tight end as well. If we're going best overall tight end, it's 100% going to Kittle. But from a fantasy aspect, Kelsey is going to have a little bit more reception opportunities than Kittle will. I don't think, like yeah. you said, I don't think just because Debo's out, I don't think he's going to have the explosion like everybody's expecting. Yeah, he'll have explosive games, but Kelsey will too. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, this team ran the ball 498 times, almost 500 plays last year, dude. That's mm-hmm. insane. And if that offense is going to stay like it is, Kittle is going to be used a lot in the run game. So I think it's I, – I'm going to agree with you there, 1A, 1B. Um, I'm a huge Kittle fan, but coming to fantasy, I got to stick to my head, going with Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I kind of have Andrews in a tier of his own here as my number three. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I could lump him in there with my number four, technically, I guess. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be that huge, yeah. I got Ertz yeah. here. Yeah, I, I have the same. I have Andrews three, Ertz four. I think I, I almost lumped them together, though. It was I was going back and forth with it for a minute. I could lump them together in a tier, and but it would be kind of like a Kelsey Kittle situation for me. I'd want Andrews as like a 1A, 1B as well. Right. And it's, it's the same situation. Uh Ertz is used in the run game a lot, and they have another good tight end. Ertz could technically have more passing volume in that offense, but I just uh, – what Andrews does in the – it's just – I think he just is really blown up, and Ertz has that second tight end that can affect his targets for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I have Andrews, Ertz. Um, I will say this before I round out the top ten – you are not going to see Gronk anywhere close to my top five. You're not going <laughs> to like where I have Gronk if you just mentioned him close to the top five. No, I'm saying he is not going to be close to the top five. I have Gronk at 10. So. Oh, you, you're not going to like where I have him. <laughs> what, do you have him five? <laughs> I have Gronk at 17. 17, man. Showing no love. Okay, so... Before we get into Gronk, let's finish out the top 10 because I know we're going to dig into this one. Uh, right now, I have Waller at five. Yep, same. Okay. And then I'm a little higher on Henry than most people. I have Ingram and then Henry. So I have Henry coming in at seven. Okay, I can seven? agree with that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm at Ingram at six, and then I went Henry for seven. Okay. So, so we, we have just flip-flopped him. Well, no, I have Ingram six, Henry seven. Oh, I mean, I'm, I meant to say, oh, you do have Ingram under Waller. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, I have Ingram and then Henry, yeah. So that's where it works. And then I'm gonna go on a limb here and say you have Cook at eight. I do not. Dang, I thought I would get it right. At eight, I have Tyler Higby. Dang it! Why do you? All right, you're copying me. I don't like this. <laughs> I have Higby, Cook, and then Gronk. Oh, I have Higby, Cook, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. I do like Hayden Hurst. Um, I I know we already covered it uh, in the Atlanta passing game, but I don't know. I Hurst will have more volume all year round, but I just have that feeling that Gronk, once he gets going, is going to be damn near unstoppable again. 
I think it's going to take a minute. I know he's going to be severely out of shape. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I have an opinion that there's a possibility that O.J. Howard could even lead the Bucks in the snap count for tight end. I mean, there's a possibility O.J. Howard might not even be there. That's the that's the crazy thing is I just you just it's, don't they're know. They're both just too old for me, man. The Gronk, Tom Brady, they're both getting up there. I mean, Gronk's not. That's the thing though. Gronk's not even that old. He's just had so many injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's what he's is. I think he's thirty. Is he? Yeah, he's really not even that old. Yeah, I think he's just thirty years old. I mean, we see tight ends. Tight ends don't play that long though. I mean, Greg Olson, he's still kicking. Yeah, that's he's a dinosaur. That's crazy what he's doing, man. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the same Greg Olson that we've seen in years past you know, over there in Seattle, but he could have decent volume. He's as well. a legend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I only reason I put Gronk here is he has the upside to be up there at the end of the year, possibly towards Waller Ertz level. But I mean, like you have him, you have him what seventeen? Yeah, I have him at seventeen, man. So you could, and that's another thing is I could have him as low as seventeen. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna average it out. <laughs> this is where I think he's gonna land into the year. <laughs> at ten. I'm like, I just I couldn't risk putting him in the top five. I'm I'm not gonna do that because I don't think. I don't think his health's going to be there. I don't think he's ready for football. And like, I was just trying to give him targets, and I was when I was projecting him out, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, he's not taking targets away from Chris Godwin. Nope. Uh, he's not taking targets away from Mike Evans. I don't really think. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm like looking around. I'm like, yeah. And there's other receivers that Brady has really liked in training camp as well. That's the scary thing about Gronk too, is he has plenty of weapons. But um, my next two, I kind of got a tier of their own, man. Hawkinson and um, yep. you got the same two again. Hawkinson and Fan, no Fan. Yeah, I I like both of them. I think uh, so. Right now, Hawkinson's ADP sixteen. That is. Yeah, I think he can outplay that ADP. Um, I've I've heard a couple of bad things coming out of camp that he tweaked his ankle a little bit. I didn't really like that stuff, but uh, I think he can get right. I mean, you can always trust that Stafford's going to be slinging it, so yeah, might as well yeah. trust Hawkinson. Um, Hawkinson, I see. I actually have a few risers. I I'm really liking Irv Smith this year. I don't know what it is, but. I don't think he's going to perform that bad. And right now they have him projected as 22. I don't think a 22 ADP is really relevant for him. I'm looking. I mean, he's a guy you could maybe probably watch. I I got him down there at like 26. I wouldn't say to draft Irv Smith, but I'm saying definitely watch him because he could easily perform anywhere from the 10 to 15 range for me. There's a lot of good sleeping tight sleeper tight ends in this season coming in mm-hmm. Hawkinson Ebron somebody I'm 100% watching with Big Ben I mean even my next one after Hawkinson and Font I have um, Mike Kosicki here and then I go Jack Doyle Jack Doyle yeah I forgot about Doyle yeah Kosicki is definitely somebody to watch 
I was watching him all year last year, and he never really exploded like I was expecting. But it's, I mean, look who he plays for. So, you just yeah. Know. I mean, he's a guy that can go get 90 targets this season. Possible at that position, that's something really valuable, man. I'm just ready for Tua. I'm just ready to see Tua start coming out here and slinging it. That's what I'm waiting for. That way we can see Gusecki. <laughs> but yeah, I'm liking uh, risers for tight ends. I'm really liking Irv Smith. Um, you're really gonna hate me for saying this, but I'm gonna be keeping my eyes on the Patriots tight ends. So a CSE and Keen as well. Uh, makes sense. Um, Cam loves his tight ends. Um, but like I was saying before, I mean, Edelman's just going to be – he's just going to be the ball hog. Like if you have not not seen the draft stock of Edelman yet, you should probably pay attention. Cam is going to yeah, be feeding stupid him. Stupid little. Yeah. Uh, he's a PPR machine. Mhm. So, do you have anybody else for uh, tight ends? Or? I mean, after I draft Gesicki and Doyle there, I would go. I've got Goddard and Jonu Smith. I like Jonu Smith's uh, upside a lot this season. Yeah. Yeah. I um, another guy. So something a lot. I mean, it, it's pretty well known now. It's like it's just everywhere. It, but that after, I mean, Randall Cobb and. Jason Witten took off from the Cowboys. That's it. That turned out that was like 160 targets that left when both two guys left last season. Mm-hmm. So um, that's targets that could go Blake Jarwin's way, man. So he's got some upside. In my I opinion. swear, if anybody's listening to this podcast and comments, CD Lamb is going to take all those targets. CD Lamb, you I'm cannot project CD Lamb for 100 <laughs> targets as a rookie. I'm sorry, I won't do it. Hold on one second. And then, uh, well, even our boy Ian Thomas here. I think Ian Thomas for your Panthers is going to be uh, getting some targets. If you remember, Teddy Bridgewater took over for Drew Brees last season. Um, he definitely liked looking Jared Cook's way, man. And mm-hmm. those weeks, Cook was in the top discussion at tight ends in a lot of those weeks. So I would definitely give Ian Thomas kind of a look. He's shown some flashes here and there. And um, even like your boy, Greg Olson, you were just talking about, has some sleeper potential talking. Um, Russell Wilson loves the guy they're saying over there. Yeah, Olson, I can see. His his health is what concerns me over everything. I don't yeah, think that's they're going the to use him and the, the volume that Carolina used him in. Now yeah. – like you said, Ian Thomas, though, that is somebody I'm 100% keeping my eye on all year. Yeah. I will, he is almost almost stash-worthy for me. I'd much rather – I would never recommend stashing a tight end. Um, but he's somebody who could easily explode this year. And the last one, we keep beating our drum here, but I think Chris Herndon still has that, that – sleeping potential man yeah yeah it's possible i'm still oh so we kind of skipped this um where do you take kelsey and kittle i know last year i experimented with the whole second and third round thing and it was very situational you have to just do 
everything else perfectly right. So this year I will not be doing a two tight end set. But Kelsey and Kittle, are they worth taking in the second round? Uh, in your state, in your reg, in your PPR or half PPR leagues that are twelve man format, I'm, I would say no, in my opinion. No. Unless okay. you got, unless you're in that situation where you like we were talking about with the one spot, and you got CMC, and you can run CMC, Jackson, or CMC, Mahomes, Kelsey, like that would be. Now that's something that you can get rolling with, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, personally, if I'm in like a like right now, I'm in a four spot. I'm in my show me draft coming on. I got a draft tomorrow, our big league through tab, and um, I, like if I if I let's say I get Kamara, and I come around and Kelsey's available in my second round, or I could take Godwin. You know what I'm saying? It's going to really hurt me if I don't take Godwin yeah. there, I feel like. I feel like taking a tight end is very very situational base if you're going in the second round. Um, you have to have a no-joke strategy of what you're going to take in the third if you're brave enough to take Kelsey or Kittle in the second round. Um, I think, like you are saying, there's a lot of great picks that it's going to be really hard to pass on. I mean, like you're saying, you could have – if I see Godwin compared to Kittle or Kelsey, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'd much rather have Godwin and then wait and get somebody like Ertz because you can easily drop down to, what, fourth, I fifth seen, rounds? I seen Ertz, Zach Ertz going round seven last night in a mock. Oh, see? That's, That's even better. That was insane. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm well, like, what is this guy still doing on the board? Them. I'm like, if he makes it to round eight, I'm like, there's no way I'm not taking him. <laughs> so, so what about Andrews? Where's he go for you? Usually I see him go around round five. Um, me personally, I don't like taking a quarterback or tight end in the first five rounds. Uh, I think those are where your top breakout players are at, is in the top 60, 65 players there. And... That's just where I want to start hitting my running back and wide receivers, man. And then I'll start filling in the rest from there. Yeah. For me, for me, I like to be either I want the tight end that I set my eyes on, or I will just wait until the end and draft a tight end that I know can possibly perform. So like for me, if it's not Kelsey or Kittle, I'm probably not drafting a tight end, probably till Higby. Like I, I would probably wait. Actually, I'd See, probably wait a little longer than that. I'm perfectly comfortable with getting my team, and I have like a Alvin Kamara, Chris Godwin, um, Todd Gurley, and then you get like Tyler Boyd and DK Metcalf, and then for your first yeah, five round picks, or even I mean I, Edelman's going later, man. Yeah. And then I can come around later. If I can even want to start filling out my bench for more flex picks or I can grab like a Josh Allen or Matt Ryan fill up there. I'm perfectly comfortable with waiting and grabbing like and filling out like, I don't know, TJ Hawkinson with a Jack Doyle and having both of them plug and play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or having them so super late because they're going real late, man. Yeah, for me, if I don't get my two tight ends, I just kind of – I give up for a while. Like I, like you're saying, I'd much rather go with the running back tight end – or running back and receiver kind of format. But sometimes if I see that there's an ADP that's completely busted, like if I see that Andrews is still there in the seventh round, I'm 100% taking him. Or if I see a Waller is still there, if his ADP is projected to go – just say his ADP is projected to go fifth round and it's seventh round. I'm 100% taking it. I always look for that kind of stuff. Like, where can I break this ADP market? Especially with tight ends, because people just, I mean, a lot of people have the same mentality as, oh, well, there's plenty of good tight ends left. I didn't get what I wanted. Let's let them sit. So I've seen drafts where the top four goes and you just see Waller just sitting there. And then somebody's like, oh, I'm going to reach for Gronk. And then you just see a Waller in the seventh, eighth round. You're like, um, okay, <laughs> sure, why not? It's, I mean, it happens in some of these home leagues, man. Yeah. And if it's just it's people's mentality, man. Like sometimes you just you play the people that you're playing against instead of instead of drafting people. It's crazy, but it is. yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all I have for tight ends. Um, you have anything else yeah. to go over? No, man, absolutely. I think we got it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, We'll be back this weekend. Uh, We got the Show Me League. They're going to be – I think you guys are going to be drafting live, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be drafting live tomorrow night at uh, 8 p.m. And uh, then Corey and I will be getting on Tuesday, I believe, we'll be recapping. All right, cool. Uh, Next week – I know most people are going to be getting their drafts out of the way this weekend because we got the long weekend coming up. Uh, for everybody who's going to be drafting next weekend, we're going to make a live post next week, um, basically answering any questions that you guys have. So uh, tune in for that. We'll post something later on in the week. Uh, if Cody, if you got nothing else, we'll Salute. catch you guys later. Yep.